0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach, talking Atlanta Braves with MLB.com's Braves beat reporter, Mark Bowman. Mark, uh, last winter and, and, frankly, spring all the way up to opening day, uh, you were as busy as any beat reporter in baseball. The Braves were as busy as any front office in baseball as we enter the next offseason. Do you anticipate another wild winter like that, or do you think that they have sort of done enough of the, the reshaping of this roster and this organization that maybe it'll be a little quieter this time around?
0: You know, I, I can't anticipate it being any busier than last year, but at the same time, they do have some some holes to fill, some some uh, questions to answer uh, within their lineup, especially uh, and in their bullpen, and you know. If you look at it, you can say that Freddie Freeman will likely you know, is going to be their first baseman. Nick Marquette is going to be in the outfield, whether that's in right field or left field. Uh, we'll see. You, you've got Anderton Simmons at short, and you've got uh, Hector Oliver at third. Other than that, they, they have said that they look at Chase Peterson as their second baseman in the future, but his, his second-half struggles have, have at least created a reason to look at Daniel Castro and other options options there. Uh, Cameron Maven's second-half struggles have also created reason to wonder, do you stick with him? You know, they they talked about trading him when he was hot earlier in the season. Now that trade value is, 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 has been diminished significantly. Um, in left field, you've got Michael Moore and Nick Swisher. Neither guy should be viewed as an everyday guy. And, and Adonis Garcia, and obviously behind the plate, you know, while they would like to bring A.J. Brzezinski back, uh, they they do not. It, I don't think they want him to be the everyday guy again next year. And and Christian work, Uh they they have provided every indication that uh, he has fallen out of favor, and likely uh, they'll be looking at other options. Whether that's Matt Weiders, uh, uh, finding a guy on the trade market, uh, or Chris I, even just going to get a guy like Chris Iannetta, that remains to be seen. So yes, there are plenty of questions. And, and like I said, with the bullpen, they maybe want to add a piece or two. Uh, there and in the rotation while there is depth, there is not a lot of experience so there may be a uh, a, a need to at least look at the possibility to get a, a number three or number four guy who who's log cementing a guy that uh, some of these young guys can lean on so uh hey maybe maybe it will end up being just busy I just can't anticipate anything being as busy the last winter
1: philosophically, I kind of wonder about 16. I think it's a really interesting year because, um, you know, we, we talked about the number one pick, and there's been some talk about the, the incentives and just how generally if you're not winning this year, then frankly the advantage is to lose this year. But I don't think the Braves really like that. And there's it, it, it's kind of a weird year. And so I guess what I'm asking is while certainly I would think that plan is still on track and the goal is still to build for 17 to have a winning team to put in the new ballpark do they view 16 any differently just in light of kind of how this season has turned do they do anything more just to kind of make sure that it doesn't peter out like this or do they accept that that's kind of the cost of doing business when you're trying to build for the long term
0: I think that the the embarrassment that they have felt over the last two months, which is self-inflicted. I mean, when you look at everything that they gave up in late July and and what they got in return in terms of major league-ready talent, it's not, I mean, nobody ever expects it to to get as bad as it did throughout much of the past past two months, but at the same time, you look at what they were left with with their bullpen and how young their rotation was, and um, they had to know that uh, they were go- they were going to, you know, struggle throughout most of these uh, down the stretch here. And uh, you know, there have been some signs of encouragement uh, with the Matt Whistler, um, some of the young relievers like Matt Marksberry. That there, at least here the last couple of weeks, there have been some signs of encouragement. But I do think this, the embarrassment of how bad things got, probably mm-hmm. will influence how aggressive they are during this offseason to at least try to put out a club or create a club that, that can play through a 500 record or at least remain somewhat competitive throughout most of the season. Uh, I, you know, you look at it, it's been since there hasn't been at any point since late July that, that you've mm-hmm. even thought of the Braves as a uh, playoff contender. And I don't think that sits well with John Sherholtz. Um, who still has an influence on this club. And then obviously John Hart uh, running the baseball operations. And you've got John Coppola who has done a lot of the, the legwork And and you know, they have basically told him that, you know, or, or, you know, the three of them together have said, Hey, look, we're going to do whatever we can next year to make sure it's not an embarrassment. And from a marketing standpoint, you're moving into a new stadium. You can't have two consecutive years like this and just say, Hey, look, we're, we're going to be able to sell tickets just based on on opening up a new building, I don't think. I think you have to create some excitement uh, and at least uh, erase some of the, the sour taste that has been created uh, or that the fans have uh, tasted over the last uh, few months here. You,
1: you touched on that that front office structure, and it's a really interesting one for a lot of reasons in, in, in that they brought in John Hart, but they certainly – seem to anticipate John Coppola being a big part of the future of that front office and, and sure is still there. There are a lot of GM jobs open and a lot of teams looking for young, smart guys to run their front offices. How many calls do you expect John Coppola to get this winter? And do you anticipate maybe the Braves will have to do anything sort of preemptively if they want to keep him around?
0: Yeah, well, yeah I do expect uh... Uh, John love to be around, and he will be, be, because there were teams that were interested, the Brewers showed some interest, the, the Mariners were, were ready to interview him. Uh, and the Braves recognized this, and, and, and they've uh, had some discussions with him, and, and now he will, um, you know, it, the, the structure of the front office will basically be the same. He will be given uh, an increased, uh, a better title, let's put it that way. Um, and, but basically he has done so much of the leg work and, and John Hart has been there every step of the way with him, but, but copy has done all the heavy lifting. Uh, and John Hart has, has been there to serve him as an advisor throughout this year and he'll be doing the same next year. But, uh, I, I think if it, you know, basically what we're going to see is, is copy will be basically given, uh, you know, that, that cookie that he probably deserves to be given, this past season, a little bit, uh, he'll be his title will be enhanced, and uh, obviously his salary as well. So he, you know, the, the, there were interest from other clubs, uh, and I think that that helped copy in the sense that the Braves said, "Hey, we've got to keep this guy."
1: To move to some more specifics, less sort of broad directional stuff. One guy you you mentioned that we've of course talked about a lot here is Cameron Maben, and, and it, you know it's a little tougher to trade a guy coming off of a rough second half than off of a hot first half, and, uh, but I do wonder, do you think he's the one guy that might be most likely trade bait for continuing build this winter? Do you think, and I guess the other half of that is, would that by extension mean that Julio Terran is maybe not as likely to be the guy that they dangle for whatever pieces they still want to bring in?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I you know I we've talked about that a lot with with Tehran, and I think that we've reached that point where unless they were get, able to get just an absolute you know blockbuster deal where where it's a it was a no-brainer to move him, I think that they're going to end up keeping him. That you know you talk about moving Maven, how much are you going to get in return? If maybe you package him with some of your uh, younger prospect arms, and maybe he's. Attractive. I, you know, the, the one thing I will say about Cameron, Mabin, yes, he has struggled down the stretch. He's battled some injuries, which, you know, while you can use that as uh, as an excuse, it's it's also somewhat of an alarm given the way his career has gone, and you know, a lot of the nagging injuries. Um, you know, the the one thing I have come to know about Cameron is, is he's a, a great guy to have around uh, in terms of, you know, the effort level. The, 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 his attitude within the clubhouse. He, he's a, you know, he's the kind of player you'd like to have on your team. But, but based on what we've seen from him from, from a touch and standpoint, I, I don't. Over the last couple months, I, I don't think you can necessarily say, "Hey, look, he's, he's the guy we want as our everyday center fielder." Um, at the same time, if you are still in a transition uh, mode, which I, I think the Braves should view themselves as, as being in that uh, position next year you know, then maybe it is okay just to put him out there. He certain certain I'd certainly rather have him uh take my chances on him bouncing back and, and at least having some stretches like he did during the first half, uh, than than I would, you know, giving Michael Bourne or somebody else the job there. So um, you know, I, I, while they may evaluate what Mabin's trade value is, I think he will be back next year as well.
1: Well, Mark Bowman, thanks for taking some time to talk here on MLB.com.